All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. We are fresh back from Portland with stories to share. I am so excited about it. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy, as you know, has been a longtime partner of the show, and we love them for that. We also love that they're a lifestyle site that really takes it seriously. They care about your security, which is why they do things like have you get verified on the site, make sure you're really who you say you are. It's not filled with a bunch of spammers and bots like some of the other sites. And we just love that Cassidy really takes it seriously. If you want to start connecting with people yourself, we recommend that you head to our website, frontporchswingers.com, and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. When you do that, you're going to get a free month of all access of all of Cassidy's amazing features. Check it out for yourself. Make sure it's the right fit. Again, by heading to frontporchswingers.com and clicking on the Cassidy banner today. So we just got back from Portland, Oregon, which had its ups and downs for sure. But I want to talk about the event that we had because that was a huge win. Yeah. First of all, that facility, uh, Club Pravada, just beautiful. It Really, the pictures and the videos that we received from the folks there didn't do it justice. It was really, really nice. In fact, you and I went back Friday just to go and hang out. Yeah, we did. We ended up going for a little bit. And I mean, I love Club Provada for a couple of reasons. One, it's stunning. And honestly, it's one of the prettiest lifestyle clubs I've ever been to. But what made it amazing was the staff. They were so attentive. They were so helpful. We had people that were actually on our floor. We took the whole third floor for our event. And I mean, they were the most attentive people in I've ever seen at a lifestyle club. Yeah, and just fun. They were really friendly. They engaged with the the guests and they it was just a blast. Everything about it was really an amazing experience. And our guests at our event were awesome. It was so fun to meet people. I love how when we throw these events in different cities, you start to see different varieties of people. Oh, yeah. And how they interact with each other. And each party is so different because of that. It's like we could have the exact same formula for how we run our events, which we kind of do. But it's the people that really make it. And that was very evident in Portland. I mean, these people were fucking cool. Well, the other thing about it is people there in that area, they travel like they they travel to come to the club. Yes. And so we had folks from all over, which was very cool. And then you get kind of different flavors from different parts of the state, not to mention, you know, other parts of the country. Obviously, we had friends for, uh, that were there from Vegas with us. So it just was really unique. But the thing for me is I always it's it's the hot wife thing for me. It's the hot wife component for me that stands out. A thousand percent. It's so different. Because it's so funny. And you made the perfect point because we were talking about the difference, once again, between hot wife events and more traditional lifestyle events. And at hot wife events, the couples definitely interact with each other, but it's a different vibe. They're interacting with each other just to be genuinely friendly, not because they're trying to fuck, because everyone's there to fuck single guys. Exactly. And so it kind of takes the pressure off of the situation. Well, also, because we were there Friday night, so we had our event Thursday. We went back Friday because we had a great time. Like you said, the staff was amazing and we just wanted to go see those folks again and we had a blast. But sitting back and watching, 
people interact in a you know typical standard couple for couple type situation it was so vastly different from any hot wife event that we have obviously ever hosted or been to because there isn't that awkward dance that takes place between couples. In a hot wife event, the couples are there for a reason. The single dudes are there for a reason. The guys that are part of the couple, they're the wingman for their their lady. They're looking to make things happen. So there isn't this awkwardness that takes place. And people just genuinely want to interact. Yes. It's so different. We watched Friday night. I mean, I don't know, 50 couples just kind of doing this weird dance. And it was it was really strange. Well, and I think also the other thing that you and I talked about that makes our events different from some of the other events that we've gone to is you go to a normal lifestyle club and a lifestyle event. And a lot of times those people are not lifestyle. No, they're there to dance. They're there to be in sexy outfits. They want to feel the sexual vibe around them. Right. But they are certainly not looking to hook up with other people. And I kind of have mixed feelings on that because part of me is like, great that you're open minded enough to do that. But on the other hand, it does kind of water down the experience because you're never really sure who's there for what. Well, see, that's the thing. I I don't mind it. I I honestly, I really don't. I think it's interesting that couples who feel like they can't express themselves, you know, in other places, other clubs, they'll come there and they'll dance and they'll dress provocatively. And then maybe they play with each other or they don't do anything and they just kind of go home and do their thing. I'm okay with it. I, I don't have a problem with that because that's a lifestyle norm in a couple for couple kind of typical situation, not in a hot wife event. Yeah, but we- that, that's my point is it complicates things. You look at like a hot wife event and it's like everyone knows why you're there. Well, that's you are my there point. for the w- women to hook up with the single guys, yeah. period. And there's no question about it yeah. versus a lifestyle event. Again, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. It just kind of muddies the waters a little bit. I, I think it's fine. I, I, listen, you if you're going to play that way, if you're going to go couple for couple and you're going to try to make that four way connection. Uh, yeah, that's just part of what you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I find it interesting. So, you know, we were there. We got to the club on Friday about 930, I guess. And we were watching the clock because I was really curious to see how long it was going to take for the first couples to kind of engage. And we left at 1230 and nothing was happening. Nobody was playing. No one were, no, There weren't couples in rooms. There were no couples in common areas playing. Nothing like that. A hot wife event, if the playrooms are open at 10... It's on at 10.01. Well, spoiler alert, and we'll talk about this later in the show, but at our event, I was the first one playing, and it was about 10.03. Yeah, there's no bullshit about it. Hot wife couples and the single dudes that are fortunate enough to be part of that, man, once everybody kind of gets a feel for the room, and you've got, you know, we do a couple of hours of cocktails and, and chatting before we open the playroom so people can get comfortable with one another, and that's it, man. It is on. Once the rooms are open, it is fucking on, and it's on all the way through you know one o'clock in the morning when the party's over yeah yeah it was so fun it was a great event i loved that club i definitely want to go back but yeah i want to go back and throw another hot wife party because i like them so much more well, we're gonna be t- <laughs> we will be chatting with those folks probably today and we'll come up with another date to come out there it was great they were so really just accommodating and gracious so i can't wait to get back yes i am very happy to be home getting back into a rhythm Man. you don't have a rhythm because you are doing non-stop traveling so no. your life well, is complete chaos until we i don't know until the end of the month it I guess. really fucks me up you know how routine i am i am such a fucking stickler for 
you know, doing the same thing. I'm I'm very regimented. Such a creature of habit. And it yep. fucks me up every time we've got to go someplace, especially for like four days. Ugh, the food, all the drinking, it just destroyed me. So I'm going to definitely die the next several days. <laughs> In uh, the gym, you mean? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just going to be so bad. And then, yeah, I got to get on a plane and fly to a wedding. And then when we get back, I've got to go to Reno and two days later, and then we go to Splash. So this month is pretty fucking insane. I think we have like eight flights in less than 60 days or something. I'm really excited for Splash. By the way, you can still get day passes for Splash. And yeah, that's, but the uh, hotel's booked up. Yeah, the hotel's booked, but you can still get day passes. So if you plan to come, um, information is on our ticketing system. But I'm really excited to go to Splash because I really want to be unicorn for a night for a hot couple. I really want to make that happen. And yeah. I have a strategy a little bit going in. I don't want to sound like a creeper, but I just... What strategy do you need? You're going to be available. Well, I think we've already talked about you and I kind of doing our own thing at the event, not saying like, oh, we're going to separate all night, but I want to be able to interact with people alone because again, when it's a couple interacting with another couple, things can get kind of complicated, especially when we then start talking about, oh, only one of us is actually going to play. Or, you know, right. we're not interested in same room play, even if all four of us like each other, that type of thing. Yeah, so, but you don't have to worry about me. I'm just going to, I'll wingman you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm, I'm there for support. I'm excited. And I have some very hot outfits ready to go. So I'm, I'm just feeling confident. I'm going to go in and treat Splash like I do our Hot Wife events, where I'm just uber confident and ready to make shit happen. Yeah, look, there's no reason not to, even though we don't necessarily play the way most people will in an event like that. There are still opportunities. I mean, you know, we found it when we were in Atlanta. It certainly happened. And so, yeah, I think there's a good likelihood that you will be super uh, successful at finding what you're looking for. I am not concerned about it. I really just want to meet some folks and take it in. And I love Lauderdale, so I'm just excited to fucking be near the beach. Yeah, I know. We're not too close to the beach, unfortunately. We found out. but No, but we can take a day trip. <laughs> yeah, I love, I mean, I love short trips to Florida. <laughs> Yeah, this I is... just don't want to spend 10 months in Florida again. No, no, we don't need to do that again. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm ready for the month of September to be done so that we can have, I don't know, I think it's 14 days of normal for us before we have to get on another plane and then it's pod bash. I so, think you're being way over optimistic thinking 14 days. I don't even know. I think, I don't know, it's 11, 14 something. It's I like 11 know. days. Yeah. yeah, we're fucking crazy is basically what we're saying. I know. I just, I'm just so happy to be home. It was funny yesterday we were in Portland. We didn't have, our flight didn't leave till like fucking 10 o'clock last night. So we had all day in the city and we did most of the kind of the sightseeing and taking it all in yesterday, our last day. Holy shit, was it a whirlwind. I mean, we were out and about at 10 o'clock in the morning and did not stop until we got to the fucking airport. Yeah. And then we were done. Yeah. We drank a little too much too, but. (laughs) Holy shit. Well, we have friends that were also traveling in other states. Their flights were delayed. They were, so they're sending us pictures of them drinking at the airport. We're like, oh, at least we're not the only lush. We're sending them pictures of us drinking in Portland and then drinking at the airport. Yeah. It was a long fucking day. Oh yeah. I'm so glad to be home. Man. Well, listen, so we land last night, right? I don't know if you heard the, the people that were sitting in front of us. They were coming to Vegas to visit, obviously. They were were just blown away that you could see like slot machines in the terminal 
And, you know, like, oh, I can't believe how close we are to the strip. Because, of course, you could see the, you know, Mandalay Bay and the MGM, all that shit right there. They were just so fucking excited about it. And I was like, man, I'm just glad to be home. I know. Fuck all that. I just want to sleep in my own fucking bed. Yeah, Fuck the lights and the glamour. Yeah, it's so funny. Even the Uber driver is like, yeah, you can tell when people here, like, they're coming home and when they're not. Yeah. Oh, totally. It's so obvious. Yeah, it was uh, was so good to be here. I slept like a baby last night, finally. Yeah, it was delightful. So I want to to talk a little bit about something that happened and honestly something that's been happening in general with us in the lifestyle Mm -hmm. i think it's only fair to say you go through peaks and valleys right sure i mean just like anything else in life the lifestyle is no different in that way we've definitely been in a valley for the last six weeks eight weeks yeah and i think it's been a good thing because i think i've come out the other side of it or I'm, i'm trying to come out the other side of it with a little bit different attitude and being far more optimistic because let's be real what happened was you guys have heard me talking about the sexy photographer from California for months now yeah he was supposed to come this weekend and I was very excited we had planned things I had made dinner reservations out of place I mean this was kind of a big deal for me because you're going to be out of town it would have been my first time spending many hours with someone yeah without me being close even right so I mean it was kind of a big deal and and it fell through and it fell through in a very kind of disrespectful and weird way and I think I very easily could have just thrown my hands up and been like fuck this I don't want to deal with this shit anymore it's really easy to get into those headspaces in the lifestyle where you're like I just don't want to do this anymore and then you realize at least I have realized lately that this isn't you know some people describe the lifestyle as like a hobby the same thing as golfing or fishing or something hardly and I could not disagree more because for me personally it's like that's part of my identity so even when bad shit happens even when my feelings get hurt even when people don't treat me the way I think that I deserve to be treated in the lifestyle it's like I can't just stop because this is part of who I am well the truth is you and I have had this conversation over and over in the past I don't know 60 days like I said two months we've really been kind of dealing with this or like you said six weeks eight weeks and we've been back and forth about how we want to go forward because we've had some less than exemplary experiences let's be real we've had some fucking train wreck moments lately and well, yeah and it kind of spans the board it's both like bad dates guys not showing up on time people just being disrespectful in general yeah. friends not really taking our feelings into consideration i mean it's been it's just a lot it's yeah a well lot. that's just it and when you know it's death by a thousand cuts right when it rains it pours it's not just one thing it's the totality of all of it and what we've dealt with honestly in the last couple of months if any one of those things was an issue that's one thing but it wasn't it, there was multiple issues we had to deal with all at one fucking time and like you said sometimes it's like man do, is this really worth it like what the fuck this is crazy and then you sit back you relax you, you know you get yourself composed it's like okay you know this is what's happening and now we we just have to deal with it like anything else. But the good news is when this kind of shit happens and we really have an opportunity to, to look at this space for us in general, we come out on the other side and we have determined that what we've been doing needs to change. Yeah. I mean, it's really that simple. This idea that everyone that we engage with or play with or whatever has to be friends with us first simply doesn't make sense. Or that we have to continuously build that friendship. I think it's fine to, you know, I I think there's something to be said for creating respectful relationships with people, but they don't need to be deep friendships. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time on this podcast, we've said, we want to fuck our friends. We want to be friends with the people we're having sex with. 
then, you know, something like the last two months happens and it's like a lot of things have shifted from a perspective, from our perspective. Yeah. And the biggest one is that we need to stop taking things quite so seriously. I think we need to stop being quite as invested in some of the people that we're having sex with. Agreed. And also not trying to force friendships because I think that's something else we've done. Yeah, I think we've done a really good job to this point of having friends and building friendships with folks. But going forward, I am not looking to become friendly with you before we decide to get our clothes off. If there's a mutual respect, there's some chemistry, we get along, we like each other, we're attracted to one another, and there's full-on consent... Great. If a friendship or relationship, whatever, develops afterwards or down the road, then I think that's just a bonus at this point. But for you and I, we have put a lot of pressure on ourselves, I think. And on other people. And other people. Absolutely. We absolutely have imposed expectations on people unjustifiably, I think. And then we're disappointed when those things kind of fall apart when we shouldn't be. It's really us. We should have known better in most cases. And I think once we decide not to do that, I think we have decided not to do that, it's a very different outlook. I'm seeing things very differently from the perspective of whether I'm engaging with uh, the gender doesn't matter at this point. I'm really just going to kind of attack this uh, the same way. You know, I'm not looking to make lifelong friendships with people I'm going to be naked with at this point. No, I mean, if that happens, that's great. But it's not the expectation or the goal anymore for us. No. And I think the other thing that I wanted to say is I think we need to do a much better job of remembering that this is supposed to be fun. Oh, yeah. We take it way too seriously. We do. We take it entirely too seriously. Now, now wait. Let me back up a second. Okay. There are times, for you and I in particular, I'm, I'm speaking directly about us. I'm not, not for anybody else. There are absolutely very serious moments for us that we have to take seriously. Of course. Basically... Most of the time, anyway, that's predicated on other people's behavior. But we absolutely have to take something seriously. And there's just no way ar around that. It's just anything else in life. It's it's people, you know, people fuck up. M mistakes happen. So you have to do things that aren't necessarily pleasant, regardless of what lifestyle you're in or what you're doing. And that just happens to be part of it. So I, I don't want to discount some of the shit that you and I have dealt with because it was serious. But going forward, I, I don't want to have to put ourselves in a situation where that becomes a thing again. No. You know, and, and we're just not going to do it. I agree. I also think that part of the problem, and we've been talking about this a lot lately, is that we are probably long-term more geared towards polyamory. No question. I think naturally we like to make connections and we really hold on to those connections partially because we have the capacity and the eventual interest in more than one relationship. Yep. And what we've done is we've taken lifestyle dynamics and tried to almost turn them into semi-polyamorous dynamics. And that doesn't fucking work. No, absolutely not. Uh, you know, listen, here's, here's the deal. You and I definitely covet the relationships that we we have made and that we have. There's no question about that. I'm the first one to tell you there is no lifestyle community, no universally recognized lifestyle community. There are only communities that people develop. And I think you and I have done a very solid job of surrounding ourselves with mostly amazing fucking people. And I think that's great. For me, it's a big fucking deal. I mean, look, we're going to Pod Bash. We're doing it again this second year. We've got amazing fucking people coming, many of whom are return guests from last year. That's a big deal. And I want to be around those people. People. For me, it's also the thing where we put so much pressure on these relationships, I think, for you and I, 
that we sometimes don't have as much fun as we should be having. Yes. And I just don't want to do that anymore. No, I want to enjoy our lifestyle experience far more than we have been lately. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So anyway, along with that, let's get into single guy tip of the week. Oh, because... there, there are so many opportunities. <laughs> well, I want to talk about one that I noticed not at our event specifically, but at, I would say, events where single men are present in general. Yeah. One of the phenomenons I've seen is that a lot of times what will happen is single guys will wait until the playrooms kind of start filling up at these events and then they'll try to insert themselves. Yes. And what they're doing, and they don't even realize it, is they're stepping on the toes of the guys who have actually put in the work. Oh, so yeah. let me provide an example. I saw this at an event recently. There was a woman talking to a single guy and he was being charming as fuck. He was dressed well. I mean, he was doing all the right things. You could tell she was interested. They were flirting. They were kind of touching with each other, touching on each other. And when playrooms opened, she asked him to go play. And he said yes. And they went off to a room that was semi-private, but had an open area where you could kind of stand and watch whatever. And what I saw was one of the single guys who had put in no effort whatsoever with this woman walk up to the door, knock on it, peek his head in and say, hey, do you mind if I join? Yes. And I think that's I think it's disrespectful to the guy that already put in the work and got the yes from the woman but i also find it creepy i really do well it's opportunistic and i have said look (laughs) over the course of the last six or eight weeks i think i've said this a fucking hundred times their lifestyle is predicated on sex right that's just a long and short of it it's predicated on sex it is also highly selfish and judgmental it just is it can be yeah and opportunistic Absolutely. And not everyone. You can't paint everyone with the same brush, but it happens a lot. There's a lot of opportunistic people in this space and people like the ones that you're outlining who really do, you know, they get to an event, they they have maybe their skills, their social skills aren't honed. Maybe they're not as experienced. They don't want to sound or look foolish. So what they'll do, unfortunately, is watch other people engage and then opportunistically try to insert themselves into that situation because like you said the hard work's already been done you also know that in a situation like with a hot wife situation you've got a gal who is entertaining single men because she just went off to a room with one and for me that's like you know you're standing there you're you're in a room you're rather than enjoying yourself and engaging you're watching the behavior of other people so that you can take an opportunity to capitalize on someone else's exceptional work. It's kind of predatory. It's incredibly predatory, and I just don't care for it. Listen, it's like anything else. You want something, do the fucking work. Yeah, and I do think, so what's interesting to me is I have seen that work. I have. For sure we have. Where people are in the mood and the environment is right, and so it doesn't even matter that like this guy has put in no effort. It's just like, ah, the more the merrier, come on in. We've seen that our friend, we've watched our friends do it. Yeah, which is fine. If that's your thing, that's fine. I think from most people's perspective, it looks cheesy and it looks predatory and you get a bad reputation. I mean, there he's not coming anymore, but there was a gentleman that did that a couple times at our Hot Wife events. And eventually what happened was he just got a bad rep. Like people yep. started talking about it and noticing that that's what he was doing. And people talk at these events. Yeah, you know, we had we to do. remove him from the list. Absolutely. We share information. And when you see someone that's maybe not acting as safely or as ethically as they should be eventually it's going to come out and eventually it's going to bite them in the ass no doubt about it It happens all the time so if yeah if you're one of those guys look just put in the effort it doesn't take much especially when it comes to a hot wife centric event 
If you're a single dude, you're dressed well, you've got your shit together, you can hold a fucking conversation, understand that the couples want to interact with you. That's why they're there. Yep. You don't have to worry about this awkward kind of dance that takes place between couples. That's not the case. Chances are, if you walk up to the male partner in a, in a hot wife couple and strike up a conversation, provided you're charming and interesting and conversant, he will introduce you to his partner Yes, at minimum. And then you can really kind of start to work that relationship. But don't be a wallflower. Watch somebody put in the work. And, you know, at the and 11th hour, yeah. yeah, you're just coming in. It's like digging a ditch. I'm doing this thing for 17, 18 hours straight. And then you come by and throw out a shovel full. It's like, OK, we're done. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, all right, whatever. But yeah, you've got to put in the effort. You well, know? it's also a certain level of expectation that single guys that aren't actual lifestyle guys have. Yeah. So, I mean, the same thing has been said. The guys will come to our events sometimes and they'll sit and they won't speak to anyone. Right. And it's like, that's fine if that's if you're just wanting to get a feel for the atmosphere and you're wanting to kind of dip your toe in. But if your expectation is you're coming there to meet someone and you just sit there and you don't talk to anyone. I, we had a guy that reached out to us after one of our events and he was like, yeah, I didn't really talk to anyone and nobody introduced me to anyone so I had a bad night it's like bro I am not responsible for getting you laid that is your responsibility we gave you all the opportunity in the world and you fucked it up that's on you Look, we set the table you're the one that's got to eat but the truth is and we just talked about this actually one of the things I think that that is important when it comes to you know when we go to these places we go to clubs or whatever watching a host or a manager or someone that's part of the room kind of introducing people to other people you and i do a really good job of that we i mean we spoke to everyone that was in uh, at that event every single person i still remember pretty much all of their names yeah but at the same time if a guy comes in and he's super meek and mild and nervous like i'm not gonna go out of my way to break you out of your shell that's your responsibility you're an adult yeah you've got to figure that out you know and i get it the first time you know you get the jitters i guess if it's your first event or maybe it's you know only a couple of times that you've done it haven't been hugely successful and you're you know you're not quite sure where you should land i get that totally but that you've got it's to figure it out it's not rocket science though you just walk up to people and be nice yeah, that's, that's all it. you have to that's do that's all you have to do it's people really people make it way more complicated than they have to yeah it's just not that it's look it's just it's boy meets girl or girl meets girl or boy meets boy or whatever it's not that complicated everyone in the room is there for the same reason yes that's all you got to remember everyone's yep. there for the same reason and everyone is just as nervous as you for but the most don't part. swoop in like a fucking turkey vulture trying to pick the remains off of other guys hard work don't no. fucking do that it's gross it's creepy and you get a bad reputation when you do it so no, look, that's single guy tip of the week and i'll say this we're going to talk about your experience this weekend which was <laughs> super interesting for so many reasons but one of the gentlemen in particular that you had the experience with or had an experience with or multiple experiences with actually was one of the nicest guys that I've met in a long time. He was I fucking mean, awesome. Super fucking nice. We, He and I had a great conversation over the course of the evening. A few times we share some of the same interests. And that guy was charming. And and what happened, right? You played with him a couple of times. Yeah, we're going to talk about all of that because my experience at the club on Thursday night was very unique to say the least for several different reasons and of course i have to make shit weird because that's what i do and this is a perfect example of that awkward is your brand (laughs) we're gonna get into that shortly but first we want to say thank you to the partners of the front porch swingers podcast 
This episode of FPS is brought to you by Everly Well. If you make pleasure a priority in your life, your sexual health should also be top of mind. It certainly is for me, which is why I use Everly Well every other month to test for my STD status. It is so easy. It's an at-home lab test that is sent directly to my door. I prick my finger. I take a swab. I send the test off. And within just a few short days, I have all of my results that I can then share with my primary care physician, my partners, etc. It could not be more convenient. And it's all at a low and transparent cost, which is, of course, amazing. And for listeners of our show, Everly Well is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test when you go to everlywell.com slash FPS. That's everlywell.com slash FPS for 20% off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash FPS. Our next partner has a product I literally use every day. Why did I start taking Athletic Greens? It's simple. I wanted better gut health, more energy, and an optimized immune system. So what's in this stuff, right? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This is a special blend of ingredients, supports your gut health and your nervous system, your immune system, creates amazing energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things that we all need. I personally consume it because it makes me feel amazing. I take it every morning, especially traveling. Right now, my travel schedule is crazy. I think I'm flying to eight different cities in the next 60 days. The one thing that gets packed first is Athletic Greens. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while it's still tasting good. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season, right? It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a bunch of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. I'd live on the travel packs, folks. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash FPS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash FPS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. I am thrilled to announce that we are hosting an event unlike any other in a venue unlike any other. We're hosting our first ever black tie affair in conjunction with Summit Villa in Colorado, and it is going to be a spectacular lifestyle experience. It's not even an event. I'm calling it an experience. No, no, it's going to be an experience, and it is going to be something like no one's ever seen, I don't think, in this space. Certainly not something that we have done up to this point. It's what we've wanted to do, and it's now coming to fruition. Yes. So we do have, I believe, one room left on property, which would be the full weekend experience. One room left. The rest are gone. There also are event passes for Saturday night only, which is the actual black tie dinner and the entertainment and all of that good stuff. So if you would like to come to an upscale experience, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com and claim your tickets while they last because they're going to go quickly. Yeah, guys, there are literally 19 pairs available at this point. Just 19 pairs of tickets. That's it. So do not wait if you are earnestly interested in coming to this experience. So as already mentioned in the show, 
you called it, you said it perfectly. My brand is fucking awkwardness. Oh yeah, that's your I brand. I am not a graceful person. I am not a over an overly sophisticated person. I mean, I'm classy. I keep it classy, but I'm just a very awkward person and it definitely results in some incredibly awkward situations. What happened in this particular experience, part of it was very hot and very erotic and parts of it were not so much. So we're going to talk about all that. Yeah. So at one point, you know, that's the whole thing, right? That's how awkward you are. You managed to leave the room with two of the hottest dudes in the room together. And I'm thinking, okay, she's off, off and running. Excellent. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong, right? I'm already excited at the prospect of you playing with these two guys, and I'm sure it's going to be super hot. So I just continue doing what I'm doing, kind of being the host and talking to people. And eventually, like we just mentioned, at a Hot Wife event, especially ours, after that kind of two-hour cocktail getting to know you type thing that we do, once the playroom's open, it's pretty much just a room of dudes who are hanging out waiting for their partner. Essentially. Yeah. Yep. That's usually what you end up with. You so know, this- I, w- I want to talk about this whole experience from the actual event perspective, because I also think this will speak to a lot of things with single guys and why we also vet single guys, because we had some amazing men in attendance at that party. Yeah, it was awesome. They were well dressed. They were respectful. Most of them were very experienced. There were a couple of newer guys, but even they had a high level of decorum and were charming and were super successful. One of them was very successful for his first time out. Yes, absolutely. So we We really did just have a great group. But what was interesting is it was probably 9.15-ish or something. I would say three-fourths of the attendees were there. And I'm sitting on this. There's this very large leather ottoman that's sitting in the middle of kind of the cocktail area, the lounge area. And I'm sitting on it. And this gentleman walks in the door. And I turned. And Nick and Nicole were there. And you were there. And all three of you gave me a look at the same time. Right. Because this guy was 1000% my type. Yeah, I had no doubt that within a short period of time, you would be naked under, on, or around this guy somehow. Oh my God. He walked in and my jaw dropped. He was freaking, I don't know, 6'4", 6'5". He was athletic looking. He was impeccably dressed. He was just so handsome. And I also got this vibe from him immediately. I went up and introduced myself to him. And it was just this charming, easygoing vibe. And I immediately felt comfortable, which is not the norm for me because I'm usually so freaking hyper anxious in those environments at times that it's really hard for me to even pick up on those vibes. Well, it's unique. A situation like that is unique for us, for you especially, because in that room, you really do kind of own the room. And a single guy... Do I really? Well, here's the thing. A single guy coming in, even one who is... Like this gentleman, sophisticated, experienced, attractive. I mean, this is a handsome dude who could he was he could have played with anybody he wanted to in that room. He really could have. But he's still nervous, far more nervous than you are. So you actually in those environments have an advantage. I don't even know if you realize that because you're so fucking awkward anyway. I don't realize But it. you really do have the power <laughs> in that room. And that guy was, I mean, he was super, but even he had kind of a, you know, he was a little shy. He, he stood off on the periphery a little bit. I went over and chatted with him. And as I mentioned, listen, solid guy. And I'm not just saying it because he's also a chef, but a very solid dude. We had a lot in common, had a great conversation. And that's kind of when you came over and really 
took over the conversation and I knew where that was going. Well, and I had also been talking with another guy. There were two guys in the room, two single gentlemen, both of whom I found very attractive. Right. I definitely gravitated more towards this gentleman that we're talking about, the the very tall, athletic man, mostly yeah. because of his vibe. But they were both very attractive men, and I really enjoyed myself when I was talking with them and kind of flirting with them. And But yes, when I went over to this guy, he also, let's be real, I had a leg up because he listens to our show. Yeah, <laughs> he absolutely. He knows who we are, and he knows that I'm fucking awkward. In fact, he said that my quirkiness is something that he's really drawn to, which I was like, oh, well, that's nice. Well, anybody wants to hang out with you, they better be drawn to quirky. <laughs> So it was just fun. I mean, he was a great freaking dude. But the more that we talked, the more I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be naked with this man at some point tonight. I'm going to make it happen. In fact, I at one point went up to the bar and I got myself a glass of wine and I was like giving myself a pep talk while I was <laughs> while I was going to the surprised. bar. I was like, I am going to fucking do this. I'm not going to pussy out. I am going to walk up to this man when playrooms open and I am going to ask him to play. Yeah. Cue the quirkiness. <laughs> so... So what actually happened was we announced that playrooms were open and then he grabbed my hand and he's like, would you mind coming over here with me for a moment? And I was like, absolutely. So he brings me over and he's like, I don't want to be pushy. And I know that the rule is for the woman to actually initiate the play at your events, but I want to make my interest known. I hope you're not thinking I'm too thirsty since it's 10.02 and playrooms open two minutes ago, but I really want to spend some time with you if there's any interest. I couldn't have said faster Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, you ran over to me like, I'm going to put my lingerie on. I'm like, uh, okay, that was really fast, whatever. <laughs> well, know? actually what I did, I wanted to be respectful of the room. And I mean, I didn't want to get caught up in the excitement of the whole thing. So what I said was, I came up to you and I was like, would it be rude of me to be the first one in lingerie and fucking? And you're like, no, I don't think so. You're good. <laughs> no, no big deal. I got the room. We're good. That's what we're here for. Usually I kind of sit back a little bit at our events and kind of let other people connect. But I was very anxious to be with this man because he was fucking beautiful and he was charming and it was just everything was working well of all the single dudes in the room there was no question that i knew this was the guy you were attracted to the most <laughs> not not even i mean there was no conversation about it the other guy also definitely a close second but this guy had the entire package yeah literally so literally anyway i go and change into this little piece of lingerie it has all of these little rhinestones all over it and it's like mesh see-through it's a teddy yeah it's so very it, like, nice snaps and i can you know very easily unsnap it and then be exposed for play and then i put a little black silk robe over that and i was feeling sexy i mean i felt hot yeah it the truth of the matter is the entire environment was fucking sexy. That, it was. You know, that room is really fucking sexy. It's well done. It's well lit. It's properly lit. The colors are great. Furniture. I mean, everything about the thing is just lends itself to being sexual. The, the entire atmosphere. So what was cool for me is you went back there with him. Well, and, and I, I want to talk about the room for a second, too, but. Well, the whole, yeah, there's multiple. Well, you were in two different rooms. Yeah, the first room was definitely the most impressive. Oh, yeah. There's this one room. It's at the very, very back of the third floor. And it has all of these canopy beds. And, well, I guess it's it's like netting that yes. goes over the beds. And it just drapes perfectly. And it's kind of this sheer tan color against red and black backdrop. And it's just stunning. I mean, you walk into the room and you're like, this is fucking hot. Yeah, you can see 
see what's going on on the bed if you're looking through it. It's like looking through kind of a mesh window, if that makes any sense, yes. obviously. And so you can see and you can you know what's happening, but you're not going to see details necessarily. Yeah, and that was kind of hot. It was almost like it was almost like a two-way mirror cuz I right. could see what was going on out of the netting, but once I stepped on the other side of the netting and was looking at the other beds, that's when I realized you couldn't really see what was going on. You just saw like shapes moving, right, right. which was also super fucking hot. Well, and you can hear, right? That's the big thing. So you could sit and watch and you're hearing it, but you're not necessarily seeing the details of it. It's very sexy. So yes, I pop into this lingerie and I take him by the hand and I'm like I want to go back to this room and he's like absolutely so we walk back there together and there's three of these canopy beds with the big netting over them and I chose the one that was kind of the most secluded in the corner yeah and we immediately just start making out and I think I cut you off what were you saying about me going back there with him well, when you went back there, it's always turns me on to see that you're excited and clearly engaged. And the fun part is I knew how excited you were because, it, again, it was 10.02. You came right over. You're like, uh, you know, is it weird if I get naked and, you know, just start having at it? I'm like, no, no, not, not weird at all. You know, get right to it. And you wasted no time. You know, you changed your clothes, got your lingerie on, and you were out the door and with that guy basically hand in hand going to this other room. And I knew where you were headed. I thought for sure you were going down that hallway to one. <laughs> of those beds actually i thought at first that you would go down there into one of the rooms that was also in that area but then i figured nah she's gonna go in that far bed and that's exactly where you went yes so we start making out with each other and i take off my robe and i'm just standing there in this teddy and he remarks on how pretty it is and we are just touching all over each other and then he starts to take clothes off and then oh my god he had the most amazing lips i have ever felt in my entire life they were so fucking soft and just like full and beautiful and they felt amazing on my skin it literally was like electric when he was kissing my neck and he found that spot under my ear almost immediately which again i think he's a listener so he probably sure. had the advantage and knew but he fucking used it to his advantage because he focused on that spot and it was just sending these shivers down my spine and that was also about the same time that people kind of started to come into the room and we were still on the outside of the netting at this point we hadn't actually gotten onto the bed and kind of closed off the netting so that was kind of hot because it was like I'm not much of an exhibitionist but I think because I wasn't naked yet and because it wasn't the actual act of sex yet I felt hot having people watch me make out with this hot dude. Well, it's kind of an ideal for someone who, like myself, I am absolutely not an exhibitionist. I don't play in the open. It's not my thing. But if you're kind of on the fence about it and you're in a situation where you've got this type of drapery over the bed, you could get a little bit of both of those worlds, right? It's, it's semi-private. People can see, but you're not really going to see details, like I said. So you can play with that a little bit. Yeah. So eventually he starts taking all of his clothes off and we get onto the bed. I'm still in my teddy and he tells me to turn around and he undoes the clasp to my teddy so that I'm now exposed. My pussy and my ass are exposed. Right. And he asked me if he can eat my ass. Yeah. To course. start this whole thing, which I thought was so fucking confident and naughty and hot. I mean, how many guys are going to lick your ass before they lick your pussy? Well, and obviously getting the consent, asking for it. And it's almost like saying to you, hey, I want to put my tongue in your ass. Yes. And that's a big deal. 
You know, so for him to say that, super confident, letting you know that he's really interested in you. Yes. So it was so fucking hot. I mean, I am bent over the bed. I have my ass all the way up in the air. He has one hand on each of my ass cheeks and he is devouring my ass. It felt amazing i it's been it's been a hot minute since anyone but you has eaten my ass and i gotta say when a stranger a virtual stranger does it to you it's kind of it feels raunchy oh for sure it's super fucking hot there's no question about it also let me say this i was walking around obviously making sure everybody was was doing well and things were going well and there's a and they have a great staff and the folks there were doing a really nice job of that too cleaning up and just kind of checking in but i walked to that back area just to see what was happening. And all of the three beds were taken at that point when you were on that bed at that, when you were, and he had just kind of started engaging. And the other two rooms adjacent to it also were full. There were, so basically <laughs> there were people playing everywhere, but what was really cool is there were, there's some seating in the area, kind of the, the common area between all those play spaces where people could sit and just watch and listen to all of this. Yes. And everyone was, I don't, maybe it was just me thinking it, but the people sitting there were focused on you guys primarily. <laughs> well, I think that's because we were getting hot and heavy fast. Yes. I mean, there was one point that I kind of looked over at the bed next to us. And again, there was meshing in between us. So you couldn't really see what was going on, but it was clear that it was like a very soft start to this whole thing. Yes, right? right. And versus he and I, my ass is up in the air. I'm moaning from him, tonguing my ass. I'm telling him deeper. He's asking if he can spank my ass. And I'm like, yes, spank me. So while he's eating my ass he starts spanking me and it was hard and it was fucking hot and it's like an echoey room to some degree it is yeah so i could hear the spanking echoing off of the walls well you could hear it out by the bar <laughs> so you, i don't even know if you realize that no you can hear yeah that room whatever's going on in that back area kind of carries it permeates into the like the common area of the entire space the bar area and what would be the you know the seating area the conversation area there, then? oh yeah you can hear it all absolutely oh my gosh yeah it, certainly the spanking i knew that was you for sure <laughs> there was no question in my mind so but yeah you can hear all of those little nuances so so he stops eating my ass and he's like, I want to eat your pussy. And I was like, nope, I'm sucking your cock first. That, that, that's happening. I kind of took control. I was like, I need your fucking cock. He has a great cock. It is beautiful. It's kind of the perfect size. It's not 10 inches and six inches around, but it's it's kind of a perfect size, especially for like rough, hard fucking. Right. And so I am sucking this cock. I ask at one point if he likes his balls being played with. And he's like, oh, my God, I love it. Would you lick my balls for me? I'm like, hell yes. So I start deep throating his cock. And then I stop and I suck on each of his balls. And I'm stroking his cock. And he's just telling me how good it feels. And it was it was great. I mean, we're dirty talking immediately with each other, which was so interesting. It was like we just felt so comfortable. Well, which is why pretty much everyone was paying attention to you guys because you could, I mean, once you got, I don't know, 10 feet outside of that area, that room, you can hear talking. Now you can't hear clear audible being in the common area, but you can hear noises. But when you got a little bit closer, just as you went through the threshold of that, that main area, you can hear conversation. So people were, I think really just kind of focused on what you guys were doing because it was so intense. Yeah, I mean, he's telling me to go deeper on his cock. He's like, do you like that cock? And I was like, yes. And it was just dirty. It was so dirty. And it was so fun. 
It sounded like it. So then I'm like, I have to have you fuck me. And he's like, absolutely. So I turn around. I put my ass up in the air. He puts on a condom and he starts fucking me from behind. And it is rough and hard right out of the gate. I mean, the energy that he and I had going back and forth was just fucking intense. So by the time he's actually penetrating me, it is wild. He is grabbing my ass cheeks. He's spanking me. He's pulling my hair from behind. He's wrapping one hand around my throat while he's He's just using the other hand on my hip to just drill into me. And I came ridiculously hard, pushed him right out of me. No shock. And it was about that time that the other gentleman, the other very attractive guy that I had been kind of talking to, approached the bed. Right. And the two of them knew each other. They yes. They had some familiarity with each other. So what this gentleman that I was originally fucking said was... I have a friend that would love to join us, but only if you're okay with it. And I was like, absolutely. Let's do that. That sounds fucking hot. Two hot dudes banging me. What could be better? Yeah. Little did he know you were lusting after him as well. So, <laughs> so I'm on the bed and the first gentleman turns me around. So I'm now on all fours and I'm getting fucked from behind by guy number one while guy number two is putting his beautiful cock in my face and I'm sucking it and I'm kind of playing with his balls and he starts talking dirty to me and he's moaning. And again, I can see that we have an audience. There are people watching. There are people like right by the bed. Yeah. At that point, every all eyes were on you guys. (laughs) Literally, I went back there and it was where I was first able to walk through and just kind of go right into that area. The people who were in the adjacent rooms had now come out and they're kind of standing in that doorway. It's a large doorway, but, you know, it's probably six or eight people standing there. Both of the beds next to you are still occupied, but the crowd now is probably 15 deep you know in that area just watching you guys in fact i couldn't get any further i would have to kind of force my way in i just stood on the outside so i could just hear and see and make sure everything was okay but you had an absolute audience standing room only in that room (laughs) Yeah, it was so fun. Well, it was fun for a minute. So, yeah, for a hot second. <laughs> what was interesting is, so guy number one fucking me from behind starts out pretty slow because, again, like I have a cock in my mouth. I don't want to bite it. So he's not trying to do too much. Then my dumbass takes my mouth off of guy number two and is like, hey, you need to fuck me harder. And he's like, okay. So he starts drilling me from behind and I'm pushing myself, my hands, I'm like trying to really grapple myself to the bed so that I'm not being lurched forward. But I lost my balance at one point. One of my arms kind of slipped out from underneath me. So I'm sucking guy number two while guy number one is drilling me from behind and I smack my nose into guy number two's hip so fucking hard and it the second i did it i knew i was gonna have a bloody nose oh yeah because yeah, <laughs> it sure. was hard and it was just like the it was kind of an upward motion so it was like someone kind of punched me from below my nose if that what it if that makes any level of sense yeah well i knew exactly what you did when you came out and you had first of all you're holding your face with a tissue well okay so what happened was they i i was like okay i'm gonna trudge forward here so guy number two goes and grabs me a towel and i'm holding it to my nose and i'm like okay it's been a few minutes i think we're good to go again so i start sucking guy number one while guy number two is next to me and i'm kind of stroking his cock and all of a sudden i realize i am once again bleeding fucking everywhere right so again have to make it fucking awkward right here's this hot situation with these two studly fucking men and i take a hip bone to the face yeah only you yeah so we had to stop they were both so understanding and sweet about the whole thing and in fact the original guy guy number one was like 
when you feel okay and when you're ready to go again, if you are, I am here. And I was like, awesome. So I kind of just took a little bit of a break. I went out and talked to some other people. I came up to you, told you what happened. You're like, of oh, fucking course you did that, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. So you got the towel in your hands, got blood on. I'm like, what? Well, how did you manage that? You know, and then you're trying to explain this to me. I, it just made me laugh. Like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen to you. Well, you know, there's no question. Also, longtime listeners of our show will remember that this is not the first time no. that I have taken an injury to the nose and had to stop a play session because I had a bloody nose. Yeah, no, I, I think I need you in the nose. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the last times we ever hooked up with a couple on the same bed. Yep. And there you have it. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, only me can I have two fucking sex injuries that are almost identical. So I take a little bit of a break. I'm talking to some people, you know, I'm having some water, just trying to come down from the whole thing. And the other thing that I thought was very cool is, I mean, of course, these guys are in high demand, right? Yes especially guy number one. He is just, he kind of owns the room, even though he's super quiet and laid back. Yeah. He's not like the life of the party guy, but he's so attractive and so large. Yeah, he's a big dude. <laughs> that it's like everyone is just kind of drawn to him. And there was one point when another couple walked up to him and they were kind of interacting. And so I just went up to him and I said, hey, I want you to know, like, obviously I want time with you tonight, but I'm not going to be greedy and don't wait on me. You go right. have fun if you want to go have fun. I'm not sure if he ever did or not. He did not. Pl- well, there, I know the couple you're referring to that he was talking to. He did not play with them. It kind of was a little, it was a little odd for him. I think some of the requests that they had in terms of play, he wasn't super comfortable with, but he did not play with anybody else that I saw. So, I mean, he was like, oh, I totally, we need to redeem ourselves. That was not okay. That was not a good round one. No. And I was like, yeah, I'm glad you're in agreement with me. Well, it was a nice start anyway. It just didn't end well. Yeah. So I took probably, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is during that time, I sat and talked with him for a while. And then, of course, you came over and all three of us were talking very basic conversations about where he's headed for work and where he's traveling to and what he's been doing and that kind of thing, which I thought was a nice kind of come down from what had happened. And then I made myself scarce, left the two of you alone to talk and just kind of worked the room, figuring if I walked away, you guys might be able to put this thing together again. Well, as soon as you walked away, we start touching each other. I'm rubbing his leg. He asks if he can kiss me again. I say yes. He's kind of rubbing on my ass. I mean, we really did have an, a solid sexual chemistry and I could feel it just from us touching each other there. No doubt. So we probably talked for another five minutes and then he asked if I was ready for round two and I said yes. So we go into a different room this time because the original room that we were in was completely occupied. Yes. And we go into one of the rooms that has two beds and then kind of a sitting area in it. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting because that particular room, the bed you were in, I didn't even know where you guys had gone because you have to walk in that room pretty much all the way in and take a right and then the bed is kind of in the corner. It's about as hidden an open space as you can find anywhere. Which is, I did that by design. Yeah, I Because it's like, did. if there's no netting and there's no kind of, you know, veil, yeah. I don't want to just be out in the open. Right. There was no barrier there at all. You could just simply sit on the couch that's across from the bed and, and watch. I just stuck my head in to make sure you were okay a couple of times. That was it. So he and I get back in there and immediately we just start making out with each other. He sits on the bed. I mount him, basically, straddle him on 
his lap and I'm making out with him and I'm running my hands all over him and we're dirty talking again and he's like I need that pussy again I didn't get my fill and I was like I know you do need this pussy again and then we get on the bed and start I'm laying on my back on the bed and he starts fingering me and playing with my clit and playing with my asshole a little bit so then he comes up by my head and I start sucking his cock again sucking on his balls again he puts on another condom and he starts fucking me on top and it is on I mean it is fucking intense he's sweating all over me he is just drilling my pussy telling me how good it feels how tight I am then he literally pulls out of me grabs my ankles and flips me over yeah I could hear all of this because that room is closer to the main room so I'm now lying flat on my stomach on the bed he picks up my feet by my ankles and hoists them into the air so it's like I'm almost like in a I'm almost in a wheelbarrow position if you can imagine that and so he has me by my feet not all the way up my knees are kind of still touching the bed but he just starts drilling me using my legs and my ankles to like propel himself into me he's fucking me so hard it is rough it is crazy it is intense I can feel him dripping sweat all over on my back again I don't give a fuck it was so hot And then a guy number two comes and sees that we're trying to round number two. And he's like, hey, do you mind if I get in on this action? And I was like, okay, we can try this. We'll give it another shot. We can try it again. And I'll be honest, it kind of fucked up the mood. It really did. Because it went from this like intensity to me being nervous and not really in the right headspace for it because I'm having flashbacks of an hour previous when I was, you know, bleeding all over these two fucking hot dudes. Yeah, you're trying not to take another fucking hip to the face. So, guy number two is, like, stroking behind me. I suck his cock for just a minute. He tells me to turn around. Guy number one is sitting up against the wall. The bed is against the wall. Yeah, it was a big bed. So, he has his legs out straight and I am sucking his cock. I'm basically laying in his lap, sucking his cock while the other guy is fucking me from behind. And we did that for probably a good solid five minutes or so but again like i just was not in the right headspace for that yeah and i actually saw some of that one of the times i went back there to check on you was at about that time you were getting fucked by one of the guys from behind and sucking the other guy's cock and he was again leaning up against the wall and when i made that turn he was kind of facing me i couldn't see you obviously it was your ass up in the air but uh, <laughs> i just went in to just make sure everything was cool and you were clearly having a good time so i just stepped back out and went and did my thing yes but i was also really proud of myself because i do think old Brenna, Brenna from two years ago, wouldn't have stopped that session because she was uncomfortable. She would have just been like, ah, we're just going to go with it. I don't want to make this weird. And instead, I just stopped sucking guy number one's cock. And I told guy number two, thank you so much. I appreciate the play. I'm going to focus on my time with guy number one. Right. And he was so cool and respectful about it. He's like, no, totally get it. You guys have your fun. So he and I go back to just the two of us fucking. And it was it was really intense. It was not the same level of intensity. Again, totally me. It was me being in my head. It was me thinking of, you know, the fucking catastrophe that had happened previous. Also, my face hurt. Yeah, your nose was sore yesterday still. I mean, I realized I felt my nose at one point. I'm like, it's I can feel it. Yeah. And so that was kind of getting in my head too. So anyway, guy number one and I kind of finish up. He fucks me a little bit from behind again. And then he's standing on the bed and he's face fucking me. Again, kind of bumping my nose. Didn't feel great. But I I survived. (laughs) 
<laughs> you managed you to, to, to weather the storm, essentially. Yes. And so he's like, I'm going to come pretty soon. Where do you want me to come? And I was like, I want you to come all over my face. And he's like, oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah. He's like, oh, you do? And I was like, yes, I do. Oh, no, I do. Because at some point after you guys finished up and you went and cleaned up and then he, we were all just kind of hanging out. I was at the bar talking to somebody. You came over to me and you're like, at uh, are you sure I don't have any cum on my face? I'm like, well, n- n- I don't see anything. He's like, well, I just, wa- I just went and cleaned off. I just want to make sure I don't have any cum on my face. It, and of course, I just didn't, I, I did not put two and two together. I thought, well, whatever happened, you know. He came all over my face. He came on my chin. He came on my cheeks. It's dripping onto my chest. I mean, it was a gigantic load. And it was, oh my God, I fucking loved it. And I I don't usually like cum on my face. No, hardly ever. But I was so in the moment with it and like the face fucking going on and he seemed so excited when I told him to come on my face so I was like fuck yes let's do it so he shoots this giant load all over me he grabs a towel for me and he's so he was so kind I mean he's like literally cleaning me up all over the place yeah he's asking me if he should go grab me a wet towel to use just a total fucking gentleman And so anyway, we finish up. I put my robe back on. I go into the restroom, clean myself up. The reason I thought that I still had cum on my face is because it was so much. And it was like, you know, when it dries, it gets kind of crusty. Yeah, of course. Which is why I don't like cum on my face usually. But I had a hell of a time getting it completely off of me. So worth it. I fucking loved it. I mean, was this a perfect evening? Absolutely not. Well, it was perfectly you, though, for sure. I mean, if anyone's going to get a bloody nose during play, it'll be you. And then, you know, you recover and you, you jump back in the game. Yeah, which is exactly what I did. I mean, I was proud of myself for persevering because I think I could have been really negative about the situation. It was awkward. I mean, I'm literally carrying this towel around on my fucking face. And because there was so much going on during that play session, there were so many people watching us. I was just super self-conscious about it. But I I pushed through. Yeah, listen, I, I didn't think you were going food. to. I figured you were pretty well done after you got a nosebleed. Yeah. That, I was certain that you were done playing. But no, you when you said you were going to go back there again, I thought, well, shit, got over that pretty quick. You hey, just if it's a yeah. hot dude with a nice cock, I will be a trooper all day, every day. Yeah, and, and listen, the, the truth of the matter is the entirety of that evening was awesome. Obviously, not the least of which was you getting fucked by two dudes, which is always great. But it, the the whole place lent itself to being sexy, and it was fucking awesome. It was awesome. It was a great night. And it basically finished up with us kind of more socializing with uh, the other people. And that was the time that I really got to meet some cool people. I exchanged some numbers with people. I mean, it was just a great fucking event in general. I am so glad these two hot dudes showed up, especially guy number one. And I don't know. I felt like a spoiled spoiled girl. I was a lucky lady that night, despite yeah. a... In, you know, face injury. Well, and the truth is everyone seemed to enjoy themselves. Those rooms were full. There was a, a period of time where there were no ladies on the floor whatsoever. They were all engaged or otherwise engaged. That's always fun to see. Yeah. I dig that very much. Me too. I did so. not play, obviously. I was the host. Uh, and it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'm, I really liked meeting a lot of those folks. But to what we talked about earlier, here you had this amazing experience with two guys, one in particular, And while he was super, and we saw him Friday night, he was at the club Friday night when we were there. He came in a little later. Listen, he's not a friend. He's a guy that we met that was super nice, that you had a nice connection with, that you got a chance to play with. And if we were to see him again somewhere else, we would absolutely have a great time talking to him and potentially you playing with him again. But there's an opportunity right there for growth, like we talked about. Had a great time, had some great sex, 
all done here. Yeah, don't need to take it any any more seriously than that. Nope, that's it. Yep, and I think we need to do a much better job of that. I think this was proof that it can be done. I don't have to have hours of connection with someone to want to fuck them. Apparently, if I'm physically attracted enough and they're charming, it's going to work. Apparently, if you're physically attracted enough, you will take a fucking hip to the face and get right back in it. <laughs> That's how hot this guy was, to give you guys perspective. Yeah, yeah you get a bloody nose and you're like, fuck it. I'll just wipe it off and get back out there. <laughs> so anyway, that's my awkward slash super hot slash weird experience. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it, man. <laughs> okay, guys, we are going to talk about this more in depth on our bonus episode this week. And that's just one of the bonuses that we offer as a thank you for joining us on Patreon. Patreon is a space where we create exclusive content and provide bonuses like our Telegram chat group for people to just jump in and, and interact with us more. So if that's of interest to you, we would super appreciate you heading to patreon.com slash front porch swingers today. We also have naughty stuff, including a brand new hot wife session that I'm going to be throwing up on that channel and it is hot. I'm in the editing process right now and holy hell, what an afternoon that was. So if you guys want to see it for yourself, head on over to OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers. You're putting up all sorts of fun, naughty pics on your OnlyFans. Yep, every day. So if you want to see more of Brian's man meat, <laughs> head on over to OnlyFans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy. You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers, Instagram at FPS Pod Media, and TikTok and YouTube at Front Porch Swingers. Also, if you're interested in joining us for a future event, head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com to see all of them, get approved for membership, and buy a ticket. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget, guys, Podbash right around the corner. Cannot fucking wait. October 13th through the 17th at Secrets. Come on out and hang out and party with us. Yes, and all of the details on that can be found at podbashevent.com. I think that's what we have for you guys this week. Some very fun stuff coming your way, including Brian getting to play Bull for the night oh what a great fucking time so that'll be talked about very soon and until then thank you guys so much for listening thanks everybody